Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Right on back. Prefer not to say podcast. I'm Boutique Paul. And I am Daddy Master Senpai. And this week's episode is our post-pandemic predictions. Mm-hmm. How we think things are going to change or remain the same after the whole coronavirus epidemic. I mean, as of recording this, we're about, what, a week away from, I think less than a week from two full months of lockdown here in Michigan. Something like that, yeah. It's kind of wild. You've been off of work almost two months. Uh, <laughs> if I am not allowed to leave and do things soon, I'm going to go crazy. I mean, you can leave. It's just it's more of a matter of is anybody else willing to yeah, do things with you? That's the thing. I don't know. Probably going to wind up like going to the beach or something and just vibing. Just sort of <laughs> sitting in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> absorb the. <laughs> Wait for a nice sunny day and just fucking take off. Find some some spot somewhere. Just absorb nature. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, wild. I mean, we're approaching two months. <clears throat> you know, it's really interesting, and it and it kind of hit me while I was at work. Those four weeks I was off mm-hmm. was the first time I've had actual, like, legitimate time away since high school. Like time to just be yourself. And well, be it's there, it's doing. it's a time period where there's just absolutely no obligation mm-hmm. other than just taking care of yourself. Because you got to think about it, it's like it's like no job, not in school anymore. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's like the feeling of like you know summer vacation as a kid. You know, it's like you just, yeah. <laughs> no responsibilities. I mean, obviously, I had chores, and you know, I was I was trying to you know cook as much as I possibly could because I could. But outside of that, you kind of wake up every day, and you're just like the possibilities are endless. You could just do anything yeah the difficult part becomes deciding what (laughs) yeah that's true but i mean hey if that's the most difficult part then that's that's gravy yeah it definitely is you know it also made me realize because i know the other people having a hard time with being at home Mm -hmm. more specifically being like with the people in their family or whatever Mm mm-hmm and well, there's always those jokes that hey, a bunch of people are gonna get divorced after the quarantine, and I was like, that's really terrible. But you know, maybe realize anybody who's struggling with that, I've noticed nobody takes any intentional time away from people. Like nobody, nobody schedules time to be alone. More so, the way I'm explaining it is, if you're away, it's generally for an obligation, like work or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you mean like away school. from you mean like away from your friends and family? Yeah. Okay. Like, it, there's never really it's it's a lot of people don't make it a point like I I need to be away from you. I mean I don't not everybody has that. I don't have that kind of attitude, but I've noticed it's you're being forced to be around people is a lot different than being just you're just around them. I mean I don't know I I've always I've always taken time to isolate myself from people fairly regularly you know i mean what with all the things i try to do often like playing dungeons and dragons and stuff and scheduling all all the shit that i do it it gets taxing after a while you know i go i'll go a couple of weeks you know several weeks where i'm like my entire weekend's booked with seeing my friends or doing something uh constructive with them you know and i'll go like that for like a whole month and a half and then i'll be like all right i need like two weekends to just decompress and not be around anybody oh well that makes That's sense like well I, I was gonna get the other thing it's like vacation. you're a single male with no kids yeah i'm talking about the yeah. people who it's like you know you don't have a choice have, yeah they have that <laughs> you know more so you know that's why you know everybody's probably getting sick of their kids right now it's mm-hmm. like yeah you can't just toss them off to school 
Yeah. Or the friend's house because you <laughs> can't go anywhere. Yeah. And with the lockdown, it's not like, I mean, you're, you're definitely not supposed to. So you can't really be like, oh, well, I'm going to have their grandparents watch them for a weekend and then just, you know, decompress. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's just a risk. The mm-hmm. old, old people are the ones really dying from it. Mm-hmm. And that's generally the like go to babysitter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a. I don't know. Being back work at work is kind of an interesting feeling. Especially with all the people not going back to work yet. Mm-hmm. It also kind of makes you question, you know, how you know, are there any checks and balances regarding that? You know, I know they're not investigating places to see if they're really shut down or really doing what they're supposed to. You mean like you mean like places that are saying they're shut down and then well or, or it's elaborate. like the places that are claiming they're essential but it's really like one oh, okay. area and they're yep. like milking it for all it's worth yeah um i don't know i don't think there's going to be any investigation in that because the 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 exact wording was uh fairly vague it's it's they left it up to the enough. employer's discretion it's broad enough for the for really any employer could be like no i'm staying open because the, the exact terminology they used was something like um if the, the business itself is essential, you know, uh, healthcare uh, well necessary for the protection and sustainment of life. Um, but but the other thing was any critical in well not critical infrastructure. It was what was it? It was like any work necessary to ensure that the company doesn't just die. You know, like, like yeah, critical teams. They they could they could keep working, and for any company, they could just very broadly say, well, if our manufacturing or whatever isn't at one hundred percent, you know, throughput, then we'll, the company will die. So they're all critical. So yeah. any any and <laughs> yeah, it, it left them it left them the option of being vague and saying whatever they wanted to to stay open if they needed to. And I mean, a lot of people have been suffering because of it. They're like, well, my employer hasn't shut down and we're not critical. We do this, whatever the fuck luxury thing. And people are working there and getting sick, you know, but yeah. Or, or they're just, you know, we have one department, but we're going to mm-hmm. stay open because everybody needs to be here. Mm-hmm. We have we have uh, we have one 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 area that creates a product that's used in like ambulances or something. And and because of that, the whole other plant, you know, 20 miles away is also open, making unrelated products like is goofy stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of makes you question, you know, are our businesses equipped to handle these kinds of things? Oh, the whole you need to have money saved up for X amount of months worth of, you know, emergencies no no uh, no business is apparently equipped to handle a, a pandemic properly without putting its workers at risk you know and the worst part is you know most most modern companies aren't equipped to handle it they, they don't have any experience in it Mm-mm. i mean they're also designed in a way that's that's uh appealing to uh shareholders you know it's 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 the whole constant flow thing you know and yeah. they're always trying to like reduce waste and um streamline the company so it's it's like they never hold a large sum of funds. It's always just immediately reinvested in some way with like a small chunk that's off to the side for whatever purposes. So, I mean, for that to stop in the middle of any process, it does create such a huge problem for a company because they don't have a lot, which is weird because like they're like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, this is a several billion dollar company. Really? Where are these billions at? <laughs> and, then, and then you realize it's like, oh, that's just representative of uh, all the holdings and all the, the properties. And that's the net worth, not the liquid. So this is more like a couple hundred thousand or a few million dollar company. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I saw this article uh, saying uh, there's a chance Jeff Bezos could be the world's first trillionaire Ugh. because <laughs> because of this. Everybody's ordering from Amazon right now. Jesus, <laughs> that, is, that is just ridiculous. It's amazing though. It's like you know, um, you know, you know, online ordering was going to surge. People probably mm-hmm. just ordering stuff just to order it. Honestly, you know, we all thought that uh, Disney was going to be the one that f- pushes the world into the one world government, but apparently, it's fucking Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes more sense. Bezos is going to be like, "What are you going to do? Oppose me? I'll stop shipping shit to your citizens." Remember, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one tweet. I forgot what it was, but it was like something, something nationalize Amazon, and then he said a couple other things, and I was just like, "We need to handle Amazon in a certain way." After this, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's getting so low. Amazon's going to have to be treated like its own, you know, sovereign nation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like, well, hold on. They got too much money. They can fund their own private military. All right. <laughs> that is obscene wealth. Just be, that is a modern day like oligarch. This dude is walking around like a king. Like, yeah, I have my, I have, I got my homies, my knights, my kings, my my military force ready to ride for me on anybody. Like Jesus. <laughs> and it's amazing. This is the dude who just started an online bookstore because mm-hmm. he thought it'd be cool. He thought he thought he thought it'd be he thought it was a good idea. It turns out it was a great idea. And it's like, I'm thinking, man, I'm really mad I didn't invest in Amazon 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, hindsight's 2020. What's the thing you never thought you, you, you don't have the foresight to, oh, they're going to sell everything. No, I mean, it, it I definitely if somebody had pitched me something, you know, years ago, like oh, I was starting an online bookstore, I'd have been like, that's. Eh, you know, I mean, I'd rather just go somewhere and buy the tangible book, like in person, you know, find it. And all. it's like this whole library experience. But then it's like, yeah, that and then this and then all these other things that come after it. I've yeah. Oh, pl- plus myself. the books are a fraction of the cost and in the store. And you're yep. just like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you got me. Mm-hmm. You're 100 percent right. I will. Ch- I will pay the cheaper price. Oh, do you, do you? It's like, oh, do you want to pay for a membership where you get two day free shipping? You know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes i'm like i'm gonna buy something and like i could run down to the store like a like a local like meyer or some something and pick it up or like a best buy and i'm like hmm, i wonder how much it costs online and then i go and see it cheaper on amazon and i'm like i wonder and i sign in and i'm like amazon prime free trial for three months yes be here tomorrow i can wait 24 <laughs> hours i don't need it today <laughs> oh yeah it's uh definitely a wild place with amazon mm-hmm. yeah especially you know now everybody's ordering things and it's like you're and people are ordering essential things from there don't so, have to leave your house for anything so here's here's a prediction i think that post pandemic uh world amazon stocks are gonna drop quite a bit but not enough for it to really like change anything i just expect that because people are going to move away from online ordering because they're going to want to get out there and do stuff after being cooped up for so long Unless you're an essential worker right now, and then it's just kind of life as normal. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see that happening. It, it'll probably be like very short, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'll be it'll just be the Pokemon Go summer. Everybody yeah. will be about it for a month, and then just go back to their old ways. Mm-hmm. That is what I expect. Except everyone will still probably be playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna die for like. I don't think the widespread popularity of that's gonna die for at least like uh, what was it like a year and a half. That's 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 what I dated at. About a year and a half, people are gonna start falling off. 
And then by then they're going to be like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, we got another game. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah I, I can see that happening. I can see a lot of, you know, I can see a lot of brick and mortar places doing a bit better. Popping up out for, of nowhere. For a little while. I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you as much that like, if I know any local restaurants or anything like that, that's the first place I'm going to go to eat out. And it's probably going to be the only place I'll go for like months if I'm being realistic. You know, I mean, honestly, we we primarily eat local anyway because we eat pepinos so much. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, like even smaller places. I mean, I, I like going there, but like I prefer the really small places, you know, like the, they only own this one location type thing. They're not a chain or anything like that. Oh, yeah. You know, like a like a Jose's Mexican restaurant down the road. You know, it's not a very expensive place. It's just small, run by one family, stuff like that. That's just me, though. If I already know places, I will. I'm not going to go out of my way to find small places. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll take a recommendation, but I'm not going to go seek out because yeah. the time you're spending looking for these places, they're they, you, know, yep. you know. Well, here's the question: Are any of them going to survive because mm-hmm. of this? Well, I I sure shit hope so. Um, my, my, this isn't a prediction. This is an expectation coming out of the, uh, the, uh, the, the crisis is that if I don't see everyone I know supporting these smaller businesses like that, like that, the ones that struggled through all this, the ones that almost went under or did go under, like trying to reopen and stuff. If I don't see my friends supporting them, I'm shaming everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like, this is free. Everyone's going to McDonald's every single day. You did not need to like, they'll, they'll be fine. McDonald's isn't even about the food. It's a fucking real estate empire. (laughs) Uh, Ray Kroc was a genius for that, by the way. Mm. <laughs> God, yeah, that that would upset me quite a bit if I saw people not, you know, taking all any any of this like stimulus money or anything like that and just funneling back into their community. No, we already see people wasting it. Yep, <laughs> it was it was it was it was sad, but I mean, that's their life. I can't I can't decide. It's just everybody's them. like, oh, extra money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, pay your bills, save up, do something. But yeah, I, 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 I'd like to, you know, or is it, you know, the one thing you have to think about is, are people going to, are we going to normalize eating at home more often? I hope so. Not to, not to like say, like, fuck the restaurant industry, but I'd, I'd find that appealing. I mean, you know, or, or people who normally cook probably having to learn how to cook through this. Mm-hmm. I mean, takeout gets expensive. Yeah. If that, that's, you know, that's one, one skill I hope some people take from it is like cooking for themselves mm-hmm. or like getting better at cooking for themselves. Yeah. Having, having lived the like lone dude life for, for almost all of my life. That, that was one thing I had to pick up real fucking fast. <laughs> Just like cooking. <laughs> I don't live at home anymore. Yeah. If I don't cook for me, I'll die. <laughs> You know, or you know, will we see a, a surge in like takeout specifically because they're sick of cooking at home? Probably. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm <coughs> expecting you know restaurants to be absolutely packed for like the first two weeks once like the 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 the, the total lockdown is lifted. You know. Once that's once it's officially gone, I'm expecting every restaurant in the in like a 20 mile radius to just be packed for two weeks. I mean, you know, the ones that are open and 
that's the time that I'm not going to go either. <laughs> right, right. I'll wait a few weeks and then I'll go. Well, this, you know, like Logan's closed, mm-hmm. which I, I think by proxy old Chicago, I think closed too, because mm-hmm. they're owned by the same parent company. And it's, you know, all those people out of jobs. Well, I mean, that, that's the other thing I think it's like, what's the job scape going to be like post pandemic? I, I think we're, we're going to experience one of two things. Um, one of them I feel is far more likely, but the first the first possibility is that like, you know, if if the if the lockdown is entirely lifted, you know, all these companies close, all these people are unemployed, but like all these all these programs put in place, like the the CARES Act and all that stuff to extend like unemployment insurance and make make it far more tolerable. I mean, there's so many people that are making more than what they were earning, you know, on un, un, unemployment. God, I just can't talk right now. Um <laughs> So those people are probably going to drag it out, you know, as long as they can and not return to the workforce. So we're either going to see a an, empl- an employee drought where companies are going to be struggling to find people and they're going to have to, you know, in- entice people back, you know, and offer, you know, a better work environment or just higher pay in general. The other possibility is that everybody's going to come off of unemployment and start seeking jobs and stuff. But then you got to understand all the all the businesses that closed, you know, never to reopen and all the people that like were, were, weren't working before this. Everybody's going to be seeking a job now and there's going to be extreme competition for for any of these entry level positions. So that one, I think, is far more likely. And it's, I think it's going to be very cutthroat. You know, when it, my advice to anybody listening is like when it comes to that point, don't apply at one place and like expect to get it. Apply it like. I don't know, a hundred and like go to every interview. Cause it's, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, that, I, I think that's the more likely scenario, but also it's, it's one of those things it's, you know, what about if there's a mass population wants to go back to work and it's even harder for them to go back to work. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> everyone's hiring or, you know, you got to think, are they going to be, cu- or, or business going to cut their workforce? I given mean, their given, you know, someone someone's doing the everybody's doing the numbers on their output through all this with limited staff, mm-hmm. and they're finding out where they can cut corners as far as like staffing and who they can afford to not bring back and all this. And yeah, I I think it's going to be more difficult in the job market in general, but I think that's a good thing. I think it's going to push people towards you know working for themselves. You know, I've I've seen more people get into like. Uh, remodeling houses you know like uh, people are doing like carpentry work i've seen people create pop-up shops you know online i've seen people just venture out in whatever way they can to support themselves honestly i think that's the way to go you know break break the typical day-to-day nine-to-five cycle yeah i mean i i I mean it's uh actually tonight is the premiere uh an old buddy of mine uh is on this uh was part of this like documentary series about a people in LA doing only fans mm-hmm. and uh, in the clip he said uh, I think he made he said he made six figures last year net for the entire year this year in one month on only fans he made over a hundred thousand dollars just chilling at home taking pictures of videos I mean it's it's crazy that like he can make so much doing that this is, this is a guy right yes it's crazy I don't want to like misgender anybody, but it's it's crazy that somebody can make all that money, you know, at home, but it, it, it definitely like it's, it's more work than it appears to be, you know, 
at least from my opinion you know for somebody to reach that level of uh, popularity where they're bringing in six figures in a month like there's so much that they do behind the scenes he was already he was already making a name for himself in modeling like he was mm-hmm. he was on a, he didn't make it to the main competition but he was on a season of america's next top model he's been on a game show he was on a he was on one of those late like lame reality shows on MTV. I think it was like a, some type of like catfished or whatever or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, he's been in music videos, you know, so he, he was already working. He was already like has popularity. So it's like, it. I think it's just only translated to this. Like, Oh, I've already got a bunch of fans who are just going to like throw yeah. money at me. I mean, he can definitely stop like seeking any other work, you know? I mean, he could have done that last year from the sounds of it. But I don't know. I mean, I but he also he also lives in uh, he also lives in L.A. Yeah, I was so, going to say I don't know the I mean, cost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, but you know, either way, he's still making good money. He can Hell afford yeah. it. Six figures in a month, boy howdy! And that's all remote though. Like with OnlyFans, he could he could shoot that shit anywhere. Yeah, he's just doing it at home. And you got to think about it. It's Go like, somewhere cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to think. And it's funny because he's from here. <laughs> so it's like, you I can come, come back, back here. so fast. <laughs> well, that, well, that's the thing. It's like, you got to think it's like, that's just one month. We're what? Five months in? Mm-hmm. It's like, what's he going to make by the end of the year? Whew, I don't know. Uh, or it's just like, or content creators in general, you know, it's, it's really interesting because everybody's thinking, oh, hmm. I'm at home. How do I make money from home? Mm-hmm. Like, was it singer Erica Badu? I think I remember somebody said she had, I don't know if she has her own app or something like that, but she's just like doing performances and just charging customers directly for them. Oh yeah. I heard about that. And it's, it, it's crazy. Cause you're like, you're at home, you cut out the middleman completely and everything's going directly in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hire staff. You don't have to, you know, eat the cost of just being on the road. I'm pretty sure the only expense she really had, is uh you know she probably had to pay someone to develop the app itself you know because I, I don't yeah, I'll have to look into it yeah I'm, I'm sure I'm assuming it's probably like but yeah and, like and then like server and then maintenance work. And like server maintenance that's it <clears throat> a good internet connection that's pretty much <laughs> well I mean for for the amount of people connecting to you you know it, it's you have to have an actual server for that. no I know that's what I mean but, like good internet yeah, and a yeah. server like definitely fiber probably, probably got a T1 line a <laughs> <laughs> couple of them in there oh man or just, you know, just all of the, you know, I'm seeing a bunch of people, like a bunch of people I follow are on Twitch and, and they're not even like, you know, I don't even think they're monetizing it yet, but uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of people on Twitch doing, you know, doing whatever they'll, I mean, they'll do everything. It's like, here, I'll make a beat one day. I'll do a, uh, I'll do a track feedback one day where I listen to your music or I'll plan animal crossing. Right. I mean, I, I, don't, I think that's a smart move, you know, not trying to monetize right now. Everybody's trapped at home right now and they don't have a lot of money so they're not looking for what they can pay for they're looking for what they yeah. can consume for free so like you're just getting your stuff out there and in their brains once they get back you know to working and having that cash flow they're gonna be spending it on the the new habit they formed you know checking out your stuff yeah um, i think one thing is um i wonder if everybody's gonna adopt a more parallel way of thinking as opposed to linear when it comes to just life in general. Cause all these things that are being passed is just on a jet. Ge- they're all generalized mm-hmm. and not by area. Like think about the stimulus check, $1,200, $1,200 here. Definitely went a lot farther than somebody maybe on the either coast. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I mean out in California, that was like, Oh, this pays part of my rent. Yeah. That was like, that was disturbing almost, you know, like I, I even, even with the, uh, the disparity in like, uh, cost of living in michigan alone you know like in i got friends in one area they're like yeah i got this 1200 it paid my rent for a month 
and like that's it you know in the more expensive cities and then like i hear other friends who are living out in the sticks and they're like 1200 sweet my bills are paid for like four months i'm like what <laughs> in the world <laughs> right well it's also the thing it's like you don't think about anybody on the cares act right now it's like mm-hmm. yo most of us are yo i'm not on anymore but most of you guys are just bankrolling like crazy mm-hmm. like yo you got to figure you know if you max out on unemployment and get the cares act you're making almost a grand a week that goes far mm-hmm. <laughs> in certain places unless you're in like one of the more expensive areas in the state but it, it it's all it's all based on like you know and i always i've always hated when anybody uses median numbers to decide mm-hmm. things it's like look so you're taking the middle subset of numbers and taking the average out of that and you're you're considering the, like what what like what like the median wage in michigan is something that's like no this is not the common wage Mm-mm, definitely not i mean i think i would scale it off of you know the 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 lowest common the, the lowest common value and and my idea you know like the whole stimulus check thing going out everybody who's like the people that are struggling are the people at the lower end anyways you know so those are the people that you'd have to base it off of everybody that's you know a little higher up on the totem pole i'm uh, they're going to be fine you know they're not struggling as hard unless you know they're the, the type of people who you know they have an income and they live at the exact cost of that income. So they have extravagant shit and huge bills for whatever and the brand new cars and everything. But oh, yeah. I mean, you made it like a bandit. Mm-hmm. I mean, in all actuality, it's like, you know, you live with us. So, I mean, that splitting the splitting the cost of everything three ways means like, you know, it's not average. Very, it's, yeah, not, it's not it's not a expensive. lot. But it's like and then, you know, outside of that, though, like, what do I really spend my money on? What do I really have? Like, as far as like debt or bills or anything like that, it's it's not large. Well, it's also the thing where it's, you know, the the approach you're going to be taking with your money. This isn't just like, oh, I guess I'll just spend whatever I want. It's like you got your bills covered. And it's, you know, you have something to put it in, mm. like like the podcast or anything that we might branch off of the podcast. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that is that is the best way to look at it is how you can use that money, you know, to create a situation where you don't need to rely on it again. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, it's like I pay my bills with it and then it just kind of either gets in it either goes into one of the projects we're working on or it just sits somewhere safe with or a little ca- bit of or, it getting or, invested somewhere. or the car. Yeah. Okay. Or the car. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like the one expense you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that's under the whole bills uh, thing. But. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I need to clarify. I'm not the car person where I'm shoveling thousands of dollars into my car to like lower it and all that. It's just maintenance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you just gotta pay it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, it's there's so much there's so much versatility that your funds will have because you don't have that many expenses. Mm-hmm. You you know you're working towards something like like when I was on it. Literally, I think what the only luxury thing I bought was the our new mattress. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even very expensive. Yeah, it makes me realize that most mattress brick and mortar retailers are a scam. Mm-hmm. Like people out here paying fifteen hundred dollars for a mattress. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's ridiculous. You know? o- the only people who support those mattresses are mattress salesmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or people who've uh, worked in, in that industry in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it was, you know, if it's not that, it's like, okay, I'll buy food. I'll pay bills or I like get stuff for my music stuff or the podcast. Yeah. And that's the, my favorite thing about spending money is, well, I don't like spending money in general. I generally avoid it. <laughs> but when, when you spend money and it's something tangible, you know, something that you can like 
you have something to show for it yeah something to show for it and something that you could use you know it's not like an art piece i don't like buying uh you know stuff that just you know you put somewhere and just sits there like i i just pop vinyls or like yeah for me all that shit is just pointless paperweights um but i like stuff that you can buy and it has a function if it has a function then that means that it can be used for something and that means that anybody else can find interest in it as well you know even if it's something as simple as like a puzzle Oh, yeah. I think the only thing I buy other than like the stuff I use for like my interests, I think the only thing I buy is maybe like books, movies and music. Mm-hmm. And that's just something there are things I can revisit. And there's something that I always have retained some sort of value to me. That's more than just, oh, this sits here. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I have a book. I can pick that up and read it. At the very least, it's something that you could share with people, you know. So, oh, you haven't read this yet. Check it out. You know. It's the. It's the stuff that has no purpose that drives me crazy. I wonder if that's going to change where people are going to be more mindful of their purchases along those lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you sitting here, you know, because I mean, there's people who overspend and put themselves in a place where they live above, like a little bit more above their means than they should. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll give them the mindset like, huh, maybe I should be more mindful because that that thing that's just sitting there could have been money I had stashed away for this situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I own anything that's just like decorative. I'm I'm I'd have to like go through all my stuff and make sure, but I'm I'm damn near certain I don't own a single thing that doesn't have a function. I mean, like I can't think, I think of we have I think we have some stuff in here in the house, but or it's, I it's, should say I didn't buy anything. People have gifted me a few things. Oh but. yeah. I mean, I don't make it a habit of buying things. I mean, decorating's fine, but there's some people who definitely go overboard. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I think it's about time for that water break. Mm, get you some of that sip sip. Yes. And we're back. Hopefully, you enjoyed that water. Mm-hmm. I know. Water I time all the time. So, yeah. Back again with the Preferred Say podcast. It is the post pandemic predictions. Mm-hmm. Kind of just out here vibing, talking about what, we, what we're expecting, what we're predicting, you know, how people may approach the world <clears throat> post crisis. I saw an article, and I didn't read the entire thing, but they said the most effective way, if you really want to open everything up, reduce hours yeah i reduce reduce hours uh-huh. and maybe shorter weeks and i was like you know what that actually makes sense it's you know limited exposure mm-hmm. and not everything has to be open all the time yep and, and it's not it, it, it's definitely not a you know going from absolutely nothing to jumping straight back into the full-time work week you know it, it creates a uh, a bridge Sort of, you know, a, a transitory period where you're like readjusting as well. Because I mean, how many people are going to go from not working for months to working a 40 hour work week? And then they're just, they're going to be late a bunch of times because they're going to forget to set their alarm because they've been waking up naturally. Or like they're just not going to think about stuff the right way while they're in that that environment because they're not in work mode properly, at least for the first week. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely gonna I be always, a big adjustment. I always have that like vacation jet lag when I come back to work after <laughs> a, a period of not working. Like I'll walk in the first day and I like won't remember how to do anything. You know, it's like I I will purposefully like approach the task slowly and watch someone else like start doing stuff, and I'm like, okay, all right, now my my, my body's like in the in the mode, and like I can let my uh, muscle memory take over and start doing whatever. But yeah, I literally picked my job back up. It was like it was like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, man, what do I know everything? Mm-hmm. I didn't forget anything. I was gone for four weeks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but to to you, uh, four weeks may just not be enough for you to experience that jet lag. You know, you might I don't know that if job. You, if you had like three months off, my, like my job. So I'm, my job is fairly easy. Once you get into the routine, it's hard to forget any of the stuff. I mean, that, and you have been doing it for like, well, almost half a decade. Yeah. I think this year, I think this year, November will be my fifth year, full year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I would, I would have liked too. two or three months. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, you, you, your, your vacation's indefinite, really. Technically speaking. Yes. But I mean, along with that comes the, you know, the uncertainty of being able to rejoin the workforce, but every day is but a different day. And that's what you just, it comes. you just got to like really hustle the pot at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is definitely motivated me. Like as much as it seems like I haven't been doing anything. Cause I, I'm kind of just in my room. At, at, I at have the no very, idea what you do in at, your room <laughs> at the very minimum. <laughs> like I, I have to shout out my friends for this. Cause like they're not doing it for me, but it is something that is benefiting me. You know, um, they're they're expanding our our Discord group. You know, they're meet they're primarily my friend Ariel is like going out into other Discord groups, meeting people and like getting them. It's funny because he's like he, like he like baits them into the into our Discord group kind of. But he's 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 going out and making genuine friends and bringing them back. And you know, the way I see it is, I'm like, this is a, this is a cool new person I can interact with. But on top of that, that's another person I can you know <laughs> you, you can funnel the it. podcast. <laughs> hey, I got something for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm not trying to look at people as like. Uh, transmission vectors for profits or anything like that it kind of dehumanizes them but i mean like options there might as well yeah so at the very minimum you know on a day where i do absolutely nothing i i still have an outlet to you know promote which is weird yeah and i'm uh doing a lot of things at once because mm-hmm. I, I took a catalog of the things I do and I was just like, okay, I go to work now. It's like, okay, all on top of all the, all the podcast stuff. Cause I mean, I pretty, I pretty much handle like all the technical stuff. And then on top of doing all my music stuff, I was just like, wow, this is kind of interesting. Now I just have to figure out how to organize it all. Cause being back to work kind of threw me off from those four weeks. So I was like, man, I was getting so much done during the mm-hmm. time off. And now I'm back. I'm like, okay, how do I spin these plates differently? Because now I got to figure out a whole new schedule. I almost like I'm I'm sure that it wouldn't work out because of the nature of your job but I I'm I'm willing for for the idea the idea being um you reduce your hours at your work workplace and like I would compensate your wages with with the you know the access <laughs> that I have coming in I I'm I'm willing to get behind something like that just to like create an environment where you have more of those un- hours un- unfortunately I would not have yeah, that option. I know I know that's what I'm saying like it, it sucks that it's not possible but that is like oh. one thing that I wish I could do is just be like you know what let's let's just reduce my homie's hours <laughs> free him up to pursue his other stuff yeah but no I'll figure it out I'll figure out a way it's 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 either I either have to stay up a little bit later or just get up earlier mm-hmm. or just like get up when I actually wake up it's more so just finding a workflow. I mean, I can streamline a workflow pretty well. It's more so like 
figuring out like ne- next season's going to be a task especially with all the ideas i came up with mm-hmm. like you know all the interviews i want to do it's like it's more so i have to like re- i'm trying to reach out to people you know i've reached out to, you know i got two people i've reached out to i haven't heard anything back from we've got three confirmed mm-hmm. and it's like i gotta reach out to other people and no and, and then it's more so it's like you know i'm starting to think of like okay we do this how do we approach like the next season after because i'm like okay let's get three locked down and then start like thinking about four to like up up our game continuous improvement definitely because I, th- I think you know i think i think year two is really when you know we can kind of go all in because you know if we build an entire year catalog that's a lot of stuff for people to listen to because honestly it's like i'm not even really concerned with profits right now it's more so it's like let's make the content to get better at the content there the 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 name is what you really need to build anyways you know you need to build that brand once it's once it's to the point i want it to be to the point where people reach out to us to to get interviewed on the show that's what i want yeah (laughs) or or we just or just make it like a a a fan thing like everybody scour scour Mm -hmm. your your circle who do you have that's interesting and can put on the show honestly yeah i think uh it, yeah, as this is definitely informing me on how I need to approach post pandemic because it's making me realize work is just not going to be the same place. Not specifically in my job, but the scope of being a worker is going to vastly change. Definitely. And there's a lot of things r- around that we need to address. Like, I'm really curious to see what happens with the healthcare industry after all this, being that it's being exposed for a massive joke right now. Mm hmm. I mean, all the people unemployed don't have it. Yeah. Unless you're uh, doing what's it called? The, what's the, it called? The, the Cobra. Cobra thing. thing. Yeah. Which is, oh, that's an odd fucking name for Cobra. Uh, for a healthcare <laughs> initiative. You know, it's like ah, the, the Cobra program guarantees that you can. I mean, basically, it's just you cover the expenses that your employer was covering and then you get to maintain your insurance for X amount of time. But like, why would you have to pick a Cobra? That's that's a. Fuck dangerous animal. It's a I, snake. <laughs> it's almost metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> gonna chose something like, I don't know. Oh, like w- a, watch it. Watch it. Watch You're gonna like do, do some changes to it. Call it Hydra. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Google's gonna change its name to Skynet. <laughs> I wish, honestly, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely going to. Because even right now, it's just so hard to do anything medically, especially with the whole, you know, like they they had to handle just, you know, COVID-19 in a certain way because, one, you can't flood the hospitals with everybody thinking they have it. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's like, you know, are we going to miss people that actually have it? I mean, yeah, I I have friends who uh, who like were ill with whatever condition they have and they like tried to go to the hospital like, hey, I'm feeling kind of sick, blah, blah, blah. And they get turned away. They're like, nope, don't come here, you know, call, do this like questionnaire online or whatever and like nine times out of ten there's just like regardless irregardless there's just like no don't come in here the worst part is the, the symptoms for it are so general mm-hmm. and are tied to so many other illnesses it's like you don't even know if you have it yeah. it's like it's like when a bunch of people were getting pneumonia around the time this was first coming around and it makes you question did you guys actually have that or did you have pneumonia right because i mean it has pneumonia symptoms so it's like i don't know it's it's scary to think that, you know, everybody that got a wave of pneumonia could have had it and, you know, could have like transmitted it that way. But I mean, by now we'd know. I, I, I think at that point we would have had it because Callie had pneumonia. Mm. 
but I, yeah, it's a, I don't know. Yeah. I think healthcare is going to be a really interesting thing just to see how, how it approaches and what changes me. Cause changes have to be made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of our current health system, especially in regards to insurance. I don't know. I think it's kind of wild. I'm paying all this money on top of, if I get anything done, I have to pay a deductible and right. then, so oh, okay. What have I been paying this money for? It's like, I might as well just eat the cost of the, <laughs> of the treatment. Honestly, let's see. Um, I can't say that I entirely hate the healthcare system because, you know, I, I have experienced, you know, situations where I was hospitalized, you know, like I snapped my whole fucking arm in half, you know? So I like, uh, <laughs> Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, that's, that's what the scar is for me. <laughs> High five my own forearm. That shit was fun. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, so I, I've, I've actually, I've benefited from, you know, my parents at the time having insurance, you know, so they didn't get stuck with a ridiculous uh, fee because, like, there was a whole outpatient thing that I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's um, obviously, you know, but like outside of, pluses to it. Outside of that, you know, and, like, the dog bite I got a few years later, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a medical expense in, like, seven years. So that's seven years that, like, I've been paying for health insurance that I don't need. It's also the thing, you know, you have to be wary because, you know, they're quick. They're quick to get you to spend money medically. Mm. You know, that's why it's, you know, everybody's, you know, I, I, I'll often mention like, I never go to the doctor. Like, well, you should probably. I'm like, unless I have some actual ailment that I can mm. physically feel, I'm not going to go pay just for a doctor to maybe be like, hey, you ever consider taking these meds for this minor issue? No, I'll just change my lifestyle habits that will make mm. it go away. Right. Like. I'm not I'm not going to go to the hospital unless I have a con- if I unless I'm experiencing symptoms that are not fading and they're not tolerable. Yeah. You know, like I have aches and pains all the time. I'm not going to go and get myself looked at. You delivered that. appliances for six years. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I, I've had a manual labor job for the majority of my life. Of course, I have aches and pains all the time. It's You know, you it, know? it takes time to fix those things because you mm. have to go into a whole health and wellness is not in it, it, it's a rabbit hole that you have to like crawl through in order to really fix your body. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, one thing I hope changes is the way the internet is used and the reception of information. Way too many conspiracy theories that are being spread constantly oh because goodness. everybody just wants to accept th- they want it. They want so bad to believe these ridiculous things. Like, 5G caused coronavirus. Bro, there's like three towers that aren't even in the States. Mm-hmm. 5G caused coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just people that want to jump and hang on to something that explains things because they're afraid of the unknown, you know? like, Or what's for- that What's that thing? Uh, was it called Plandemic or whatever that conspiracy theory oh, video yeah, was that, that was going around? That, 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 the epi- that the epidemic was engineered and released by a political party. And it's like. I'm yeah, I'm 100% sure that a single political party in like one nation engineered an outbreak to start in a different one and across the entire globe. That benefits them how? Like, <laughs> especially the people who are like, yeah, the Democrats did it. And I'm like, for what to what end? You know, like they're the ones that are pushing for like voting from like home anyways, you know, the remote voting crap or whatever. And it's like, what does that stop? Does that stop Republicans from voting for like Democrats? No, this <sighs> it's literally I, just people <laughs> jumping at the chance to find something to blame. They just want to point a finger. 
So they'll take any ridiculous thing. This rabbit caused the coronavirus. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when people, it's like, oh, are you really going to believe a scientist? Like, yes, yes you I, moron. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to believe somebody with years of education and access <laughs> to all this technology and who's actually researching it. Or when people are saying, when, when the CDC is uh, is say, is making statements and they're like, you should do your own research. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me? That your independent research is equivalent to, and in your opinion, surpasses the like six point five billion dollar annual budget of the CDC's research. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Or the um. If you see this video, this this exposes this. You mean that deep fake that is clearly obvious? Yeah, I'm a I'm a listen to a YouTuber as opposed to you know the people eat it community. up. And it's sad because both sides believe all these bizarre conspiracy theories. It's like, yo, can we? This is the pitfall of the internet. Everyone is just dumb. Just use your brain, man. Just think. Dude, I just ignore it. I logged off of Facebook today. Oh, like on your phone? Yeah, I logged off of it. And I'm literally going to only go on it for podcast stuff. Because all all I'm seeing is it's because it's just it's not a fun place for me anymore because mm-hmm. there's really nothing for me it's like i'm not that much of a meme farmer mm-hmm. and all the stuff i enjoy is every because it's like i follow artists they're primarily on twitter and instagram right so it's like i'm just gonna go there for that stuff because that's the stuff i like to see but it's just all these you know i get i'm tired of the sentiment posts mm-hmm. we get it things suck do we have to constantly bring it up it's like you're not helping by talking about how bad it is if you keep fostering that mentality, you're going to be stuck there. Let's try to figure out a way out of that mentality. I think I, I know what you're talking about. And I think when it comes to situations like that, people need to like post less, you know, because I mean, just f- filling a feed with it doesn't benefit. Anybody. I mean, that's primarily what I'm I, talking about. Like when I see people posting constantly, it's like, I, okay, like, what are you doing at home? Like, I understand <laughs> the desire to be like, well, there's people in, in my list who I'm trying to like inform or like maybe open their eyes. I don't think. Uh, a Facebook repost is the way to do it. I mean, don't let it die out entirely because, you know, it has to at least stay in the back of everybody's mind, you know, to stay relevant. But spending your whole day doing it, not necessary. Or it's like, it's like, how far is your reach really? Yeah. I mean, do you have access to people who can help make change? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine to like sympathy and empathy is important. I think there's a point where it's like, okay, we need to tone it down and, I don't know. I think it's like everyone needs to handle themselves before they try to handle other people. You're not going to convince people like it's <laughs> it's trying to convince a fish to just walk on land for a day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to you're not going to convince anybody like the conviction people feel for either side is just so powerful. It's like, look, can we tone it down and maybe reassess? We need to find a middle ground. That's what we need to find, because every 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 solution or blame is always an extreme and we have to kind of. You know, there's no mediation between it. it's like, look, OK, how do we please both sides? Because there's a way we can all work together. We just want to push so hard for an extreme that might fall apart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just my hope. I hope that, it, you know, it's just amazing because I see people just like share share conspiracy theories because they just sort of like they want it's like they want to believe it so bad. They just share all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, OK, look, are you actually like I'm the biggest fact checker ever. Anybody's like, I heard this. Google it. Didn't hear it. <laughs> Can't find it. Google it. Not real. <laughs> Picks or it didn't happen. Yeah. I love stuff like that, too. Uh, generally speaking, I, I, I don't try to, like, correct people when they when they post stuff like that, because I, I feel like it's a little 
It's a little dickish. Not not like I shouldn't do it, but I, I don't know. These are people that I, I I try to you know approach them with a with a with the gentle touch. You know, not trying to be like you're wrong and here's why. I'm just, I just ignore it. It's just, it's just one of those things. I was like, I'll just mm-hmm. let you post. It's like it's hard for me to not you know. <laughs> I just want to send letters, physical letters, at people saying log off of Facebook, please. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh, when I when I like fact check something that that somebody posts, I like I tell them about it, but it's with the intent like, hey, I care about you. I don't want you out here looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so I'm gonna put it in the hey. most polite way possible. Don't share that. That's just hey, fake. That's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope. Uh, yeah, it's just you know. I don't know. I think there's a big problem. And I think social media really causes it. It's like, you know, people are more concerned about other people than they are of themselves. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a really dangerous way of thinking. It's like, it's fine to want change, but it's like, make sure you're right first. Yeah. It is like aggressive interconnectedness. You know, we have all this information and unfortunately it's being used for evil, mm-hmm. you know, and it also just, it kind of makes me question a lot of things because, you know, there's a lot of people pushing, you know, I don't know what to call it. There's a lot of things people are resistant to in regards to, because I, you know, there's a lot of people really pushing, like as far as health is concerned, they're pushing a lot of the natural things or the holistic things. And a lot of stuff people would attribute to like witch doctory mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, and I kind of look at it. It's like, you know, if people didn't have, if it was presented in a different way, I think people would be more receptive to it. Cause it's like, it's all like the hippie type people who were like, Oh, if you just take this plant, it cures this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, you know, that I think once we actually I, I think we should try to, like, neutralize information that's digestible for everybody, because it's like there's so many different point of views that are so extreme that apply to a subset of people that it's just how do you believe anything or how do you even want to agree with anything? Because, of you know, you already don't like a person's personality. Yeah, I think. <laughs> When it comes to, when it comes to like the whole the whole holistic medicine thing, I think everybody just needs to take a, a, a step back, you know, as far as as far as people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't be taking all those medications. They're not natural. They're pumped full of all this blah, blah, blah. And the other thing, all these unnatural substances. And I'm like, at least this is this is the, this is the reason that I think it's like ridiculous or the, the whole argument against the two or from one side to the other. It's like if you take a step back and realize that everything that we have on this earth everything that we have including you know this microphone in front of me the cell phone in my pocket it all came from it in some way you know minerals were sourced from the ground to make the 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 components of my phone you know the 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 pharmaceutical industry you know we have all these drugs that are like we we extracted specific things from certain plants and basically when somebody's like oh eat this root or whatever to feel better i'm like a pill is just that but extremely condensed and refined and like had a had the right other things added to it you know that's the way i see it well yeah yeah and i think you know it's more so it's like like being conscious of what you consume because it's like there are a lot of things you got to be very wary about Mm -hmm. but i think uh and the reason i bring what i mean to say though with that is that it's not like somebody was in a lab and materialized fucking poison out of nowhere and encapsulated it and was like this is a headache cure yeah Chill out with the medicinal. No, but, but where, but where I, I, I'm actually going with this is like, I wonder if people are going to start being more health conscious mm-hmm. in a way that they're not just like going through the general information that's fed from these establishments. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like the people who do uh, uh, what was it, Wim Hof, his breathing method. 
And that dude never gets sick. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something to it. Dude can withstand ice cold rivers or ice cold oceans. It's dude. It's your body. You just kind of feel it out. That's how I've always been about it. You know, I've never felt ill enough to need to, you know, go to go to the hospital because of whatever lifestyle. Because we're mixed. Yes. Your theory. Yes, my theory. <laughs> Your theory. Mixed people. Are, my theory. That's the ultimate cure to everything. Being mixed. <laughs> yeah. But realistically, I think I would attribute it to my extremely varied and almost nomadic upbringing, you know, which exposed me to a lot of stuff when I was younger. So, like, I lived in a city. I lived on the farm. I lived in poor areas, more uh, urban areas, rural areas. And I think the, the mixture of all that exposed me to a lot of stuff when I was young, because when I was real young, when I was like eight through 10, I was pretty goddamn sick often. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like there was a point in time where I was in elementary school and like every morning I would wake up and I'd puke my guts out and then go to school. Oh, yeah. that sounds awful. So like I, I spent a large period of time, I guess, building up immunities and making my, my, my system stronger. I've puked once in probably the past 18 years. Mm-hmm. I refuse. It's just not fun. I just nope. tell my body not to do it. It is. It is. Nope. It is so. It, it's like. Uh, it's one of the worst experiences it's, ever. It's like it's like you're being violated by yourself because you're like, I don't want to do this. But your body's like, no, we're doing this. <laughs> but no. Yeah, that's where I would really attribute my. Uh, my. Uh, resilience to. Yeah. Yeah. Although it is, you know, I still like to believe that it's my theory. <laughs> it could be. But, uh, yeah, but I just I just wonder if it's like, are we going to look kind of look at ourselves naturally and like, OK, how do we prevent things like this? Because it's like, you know, there's no cure yet. I mean, you know, it's like, is this something that we can actually get rid of or are we just going to have to get stronger to fight against it? I mean, you know, it kind of goes back to this thing, you know, they said it back in you know the Stone Age. There's a lot of things we lost. I mean, you know, the condition of what the human body could withstand and do was so much greater. The only thing is life expectancies were low because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, civilization wasn't advanced. Like, imagine if we, you know, had the capacity to be physically what they were back then. Now, with what we have, everybody would basically be superhuman. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder, like, why? Why did. uh Why? Why? <laughs> Why did our species just kind of like hard code that out, you know, as we developed, you know, you'd you'd think that we'd have a positive trait where it's like we're very resilient to illnesses or something and it would just maintain in the bloodlines. Uh, It could be. We We got a little more frail. We got more frail, but I I do think that is, uh, you know, when modern science Mm -hmm. was starting to kind of form and it was seen as witchcraft. I think there's a lot more that could be done if there weren't certain like, you know, you're surprised by people who can do certain things and you're like, I can't handle this. They need to not exist. Yeah. It's you're like, imagine when it's like, you know, like the caveman discovering fire. I, I, that must have been a trip. And some people were probably like, oh, no, get that away from me. <laughs> he has harnessed the destructive flame. <laughs> but it also goes like as far as being f- like physically, I think it was just. You know, the lifestyles were different. It's like, you know, you know, back back way back years and centuries ago, millennia ago, it was you did everything by hand. Mm-hmm. Once we progress, there was less and less of that. But there was also, you know, it also has to do with your cultures and also what you're consuming. I mean, think about the modern you know, age, all the sugar we're consuming, all the processed stuff we're consuming. 
you know, nobody's being active. I mean, people, you know, there are people resistant to fitness and I don't think the acceptance movements make that any better because we we've turned it into a vanity thing. Yeah. I don't like I'm cool with with the majority of the whole acceptance thing, because I've never been one who's been like, yeah, that person looks different. Fuck them. But when when we're at the point where we're we're shitting on people who are maintaining themselves, you know, it's like oh, some fit shaming. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's like, I want to be, you know, fit or I want to be physically fit or I just want to look better or whatever and all this. And people are like, you can't use that terminology because that's offensive because that implies that these people don't look there is people do look better than other people i mean you also there is an objective you don't take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and that's a problem yeah that's what i've never understood but i don't know i just i i guess i try to walk the walk in both worlds you know like i'm i'm a chubbier dude you know i i'm i'm pro uh pro people not calling me a piece of shit because i'm fat because i'm like yeah i'm fat but like i'm you still could, physically well, you, active you could also throw refrigerators so yeah it's, <laughs> like i lift weights i'm flexible I, I, think it, I think it's also different because it's like you know you it it's not limiting in any way mm. there's some people who are limited like you ever see like my 600 pound life no and i refuse to because <laughs> when i never actually watched life, it i'm just I like no I don't, I don't need to see that <laughs> yeah that, that's always been my thing is you know like I, if I'm comfortable living like this, you know, I'm maintaining this lifestyle, then that's my my choice. I'm not causing anybody else any issues and I'm not, you know, preventing myself from being able to do anything. Right. Yeah, that's that's just what I wonder. I, I wonder if we're going to, you know, change the way we process information or spread information. And are we just going to like, you know, how do we take care of ourselves to avoid this kind of thing? I mean, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll be immune to it mm. eventually. Hopefully. Yeah, there's just a lot of questions. I think, I, and, you know, I think it's a, uh, you know, I also, I'm also wondering where it's like where mental health is a really big issue right now, mm. especially in this. Like there was somebody I, who posted that saying it's like, this is definitely like, you know, we're at high suicide risk right now yeah. because of this. I mean, realistically, realistically, mental health has always been an issue. It's just like we're in a scope where we can approach it better. But yeah, definitely right now. But right it now, is like, it's like. It is spiking. People have problems mm-hmm. with just being isolated, but who knows? It's like, are you going, you know, who's, who might come out of this realizing that their problems aren't as bad as they seem. That it's or, like, like you said, you know, so you realize you just didn't like other people or their problems are not with themselves. You know, there's plenty of people out there who are like, Oh, I'm getting, they get down on themselves because they think like they're their problem. They think that they're a fuck up and they can't do anything. Right. And it's like, you, you realize that like spending this time isolated, you kind of realize that, your your mental health problems were caused by the lens of the outside community judging you and like you spent this time away from them and it's it's giving you this time to like stabilize and like come to grips with yourself and realize well fuck them you know i've spent all this time without them i clearly don't need them they're not a part of they're not necessary for my you know existence so so it gives you time to develop this mental fortitude so that when you can go back out into it you're not affected by it anymore. Yeah. That's that's my prediction for myself is when, once once we're back into this world, I'm just going to be a I don't want to say a whole different person, but I'm definitely going to, you know, you got you got tolerate the, shit a lot a lot differently. You, you, you uh, installed an update. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is Greg 2.0. All this time is no, downloading the massive update. Yeah. It was 3 terabytes. No, your uh your virus protection got an update. Yeah, that's what it was. That's yeah. what that's what we'll call my, it. My anti malware. <laughs> anti-malware got an update so you're not gonna yeah not gonna you're resistant to all the viruses Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so like that's 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 the takeaway for me. My prediction for like mental health is like right now we're in a situation where like, yeah, we might see like an uncharacteristically large like suicide rate or people being hospitalized for whatever mental health issue. But once it's all said and done, I think we might see a, a steep decline. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, no better. There's no better person than yourself kind of get you out of something or make you realize something i mean as as much as like as much as i want to give credit where credit is due to like the the mental health industry where they're, they're taking care of people and yeah i understand it's like a, a it's a medical condition but like no one's gonna know your mind like you know your mind yeah you know even even if you are doing your best to express exactly what you feel is wrong with you for someone to diagnose you and like help you through your problems it's 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 your consciousness and you are more intimate more intimately connected to it than anyone will ever be yeah i can be trained for x amount of years to be able to diagnose and understand your problems but at the end of the day at the end of the day you know your problems better than i ever will right well, and on that note should take another water break mm-hmm. another sip We're back with part three of the post-pandemic predictions. Mm-hmm. Back at it again. Fresh off that Skittle break. <laughs> Skittles, <laughs> we, we had Skittles right before we came back. <laughs> Mouthful of sweetness. <laughs> All that sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Um, what was the thing we left? We left on mental health, right? I think second so, one? Yeah. yeah, I think we left off mental health. I am wondering if mental health is going to be taken more seriously. I sure shit hope so. Right. Mm-hmm. Once people start like, like I, it, it boggles my mind that to this day, there are still people who are just like, Oh, it's all in your head. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, your head's where your brain is housed. And that's the thing that's broken. <laughs> there are contributing factors. However, <laughs> you know what I'm wondering to go, to go back to the whole work thing is work working from home going to be more normalized. If it isn't, I'm going to encourage everybody who can't work from home to just work for themselves and still work from <laughs> <Right>? home. <laughs> work for yourselves. That's the or education. Yeah. Like, uh, do we really need a classroom? Like for fall 2020 university, uh, there's some universities are doing online only. It's like, mm-hmm. why? Why spe- are you reducing your tuition then? Honestly, what's what's so expensive? You don't have to. If, if it was if it was expressly online, then you wouldn't have to ha- maintain like, you know, the lecture halls and everything. You, the classrooms wouldn't have to exist. You could do it all virtual. Yeah. I mean, you're missing out on the quote unquote experience, but <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> create an, uh, an, uh, uh, like a, an upcharge for that. You know, it's cheaper to do a digital, but pay a little extra. You get to live on campus and do the whole experience thing. Plenty of people still do it, but yeah, I, I guess we'll have to see. We're, we're just like, you know, uh, you know, like primary or secondary education. I think, you know, the stuff before college is like, do you do we really need to be in classrooms for that anymore at this point? I think a big thing that we'll we'll see from this is that for the for the schooling at home digitally thing to work, people have to have discipline. You know, 
you have to have the discipline to just sit there and stare at a screen and take the take the lesson that way as opposed to being you know confined in a space that you can't leave it's like how many times have you seen something floating around on social media about people fucking around on those classes you know or like they uh they do that thing where they have a green screen background and it's like them on a loop just kind of like moving around a little bit to make it seem like they're there and they just fucking laugh oh. <laughs> <laughs> or people i've seen people who are like they made their 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 uh, profile picture just a black screen with the word reconnecting on it oh wow right like people are doing so like we're gonna see that like some people have to have the discipline to be like well this is how i have to approach my studies now so i'm gonna do it and then you have the people who are like gonna fuck off you know so i think that's just gonna more easily expose those people and i mean that means that's a person that needs to be focused on you know to work on their discipline i think i would like to see the shift to where it's like we loosen the strict regiments of how they approach progression Mm -hmm. and just let you work at your own pace if you get ahead that should just count towards that like oh you're you know we realistically realistically it's like you know (laughs) it's the whole thing like we need to break away from indentured servitude especially in education Mm -hmm. you just go to school for however many hours a day you just slave away Mm -hmm. for stuff you're not going to remember it always drove me up a goddamn wall (laughs) when i was in class and they'd pass out the the assignment or whatever get it done in like five minutes and i'm like can i just get the homework do it now and then get the fuck out of here like i i I completely understand that like i um we don't have the like the staff in in the uh education sector for for an entirely personalized approach for every individual oh yeah until we can like automate education at, at, at a level um that would be the ideal, but we, that doesn't mean that we don't have the 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 resources to create a scenario where somebody who's uh, head and shoulders above their peers that they can't you know express that and delve into that and benefit from that. You know, not everybody right. not everybody's built to be a doctor. You know, so why are we taking this person who clearly has the mental aptitude to develop in a in a in an accelerated rate that will lead them to become something great like that? And why are, why are we shackling them to the regimented? Uh, learning system or or make him a social pariah by putting him in like a special class for the gifted now mm-hmm. I, I think that's where at home should like really be it's almost like approach like a video game it's like you have tasks or, or things you have to collect like just make it like that oh you do this you go on to this grade yep that's you know that's something i've always like wished in in i've i've, I've wished a, a concept from video gaming could be introduced in the real real world i mean it couldn't because it's like physically impossible but like the whole you complete a task and then you have an an immediate represented benefit from it so like give you a small example you play in like an rpg or something you you do whatever that increases your character's something that would uh, that's relevant that would increase your character's strength attribute right and you just see that plus one to strength and then your character's just now stronger now if, (laughs) if we could if we could somehow do that irl i'd be way more into improving myself you know (laughs) way more but this is how it is. You know, like I complete an assi- assignment and then just n- this notification pops up in my ears and it's like, plus one intelligence. Fuck yes. I'm going to do this all day. Oh, <laughs> Trying to min-max these stats, yo. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, see where things go. I mean, it's definitely... It's exposing the things that need to be changed. Mm-hmm. I would like that we can take 
actual forward steps in regards to the rampant racism in our country Ugh. that seems to be at an all time high now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like I knew, I knew people were racist, but we're we just like <laughs> it's almost like like people are outdoing themselves when when you're trying to when you're trying to explain away the murder of an innocent person. It's like you really need to look introspectively because you're beyond fucked. I don't think yeah. you're, I don't think you're like uh what's what's the word what's the word you're beyond not repair I swear it's an R word it's about you're beyond redemption come on why does nobody help me with this <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how, we don't know where your brain's going to you come up with a whole catalog of phrases uh, beyond redemption is not a new phrase though like, uh, you're beyond beyond what we, can, we can't redemption? we can't help you because you're the helper god fucking damn it <laughs> i am because every time people like have a conversation i'm like you know another word for that is this <laughs> I fucking hate myself. Uh-huh. it's good to see you're still using the word help after all that time yep <laughs> that was pre- I, th- I think my mom brought that up once like mm. recently like oh yeah your friend you can't say help i was just like i'm so <laughs> glad you remember that <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, uh that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. With, uh, was it Ahmad Arbery? That like I'm glad those dudes got arrested because it's like it's like anybody defending these two, it's like okay, you're just racist. Like mm-hmm. you just literally do not like black people. If you're if you're saying they were within their right to go on a hunting party and lynch a young black man who's just jogging, you're twisted. Mm-hmm. Or not to mention, you know, all Asian people are just you know targets because of the whole yeah, oh my god that was like the scariest <laughs> it's, a, it's thing. the china virus like oh yeah, uh, what i have asian friends and like one of them told me that uh somebody that they went to i think it was like a a, a store like a like a like a walmart or whatever and uh they were walking around you know wearing a face mask you know abiding by like social distancing and all that and everybody's giving them the fucking side eye like yes my 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 friend my innocent friend over here who doesn't commit crimes is responsible for the entire thing yeah no, it's no, their fault he's, no he he's totally a sleeper cell waiting mm. to just spread it to everybody mm. in that whole area yep it's 100%. like come on now that's why i like you i like seeing the uh the chinese place that are down the street from us packed mm-hmm. i was like oh you guys <laughs> this yeah. isn't going to deter you from respecting people mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just amazing it's just like or or the people <clears throat> comparing this lockdown to slavery yeah it's it is it is nowhere near as bad like you know, the people who are like oh man i'm i'm having my rights stripped away from me because i can't go outside and do whatever the hell i can't thing. get a haircut it's like okay you know what let's maybe we should just approach it differently maybe we should just be like we should pay those places to shut down just a little bit just to pay just to shut the, just to shut them down and all those people who are like i can't get a haircut well they accepted the payment to not give you a haircut because they don't give a fuck about your haircut <laughs> <laughs> they care about this goddamn crisis i, I like the corona hair mm-hmm. that everybody's growing because mm-hmm. they can't get haircuts especially people who get their styled yeah it's like they're they're just gr- it's growing everywhere they have to like <laughs> resort to doing it themselves or like having whoever's nearby help them with or it, it just looks goofy <laughs> Yeah, I have this particular style, and when it grows out, it looks dumb. <laughs> you better buzz your whole fucking head now. <laughs> That's just what I do by default. Now I just let it grow out, and I just chop it down. Yeah, mine mine has grown a little bit, but not not too crazy. I think I might just let it keep growing even past the uh, crisis being over and dealt with. 
I mean, you and you don't typically get like a typical hair style. Like when it grows, it just sort of like grows evenly mm-hmm. into it's manageable and it doesn't look crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, you know, you got a fade going on. You got a nice high top. Nope. That's not lasting through this virus. All, all those hairstyles are just too much effort for me. It's either like I buzz it all off or it just grows to shoulder length. I just feel bad for all the people who can't, you know, maintain their skill set during this in the hair field. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to you got to constantly <laughs> keep that well, momentum going. I've I've seen people who are doing like. <laughs> Like in home haircuts, you know, like uh, oh, yeah. private stuff. So I mean, I'm sure they're still finding ways to to maintain their skill set. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not. If you got a barber friend? Just any. hit him up. Be like, hey, you want to come over? Hey, I ain't got it. Do you have it? No. All right, work. Hook me up. Like <laughs> get this done. Yeah, you can pay him straight cash, no taxes. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> under the table, no one knows about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. That was just the thing that amazed me. It's like everybody was like, I want this and this. Mm-hmm. Really? Is it that bad that you don't have these luxuries and your rights are being stripped as you know, that's the result of this is your rights being stripped. Yep. Come on now. I was just buying below that you could have semi-automatic weapons at the Capitol. Yeah, that-, that was amazing. I was like, yo, you could just carry guns over there and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As a as a person of ambiguous racial identity, because I'm, I'm like mulatto brown, <laughs> I kind of want to do that and see what the reaction is. See if they stop me at the door. See if they're like, no, you can't come in here like that. I was like, what do you mean? Or if you shot on sight. <laughs> yeah. Or if I'm, I mean, I think that'd be something I'm willing to die for just to prove a point. But <laughs> like, what do you mean? I can't come in there. A whole army of people were in there yesterday. Like, but no. I, I liked seeing that uh, there's a little little uh, armed black militia that was roaming around the neighborhood where uh, Ahmad was shot. Fucking guns. good. It's I was necessary. like, I was like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> you had two people literally. They drove a truck up on a dude who was jogging unarmed with like AirPods in or whatever. Just, you know, just doing his normal daily routine. He's not fleeing the scene of anything. He tried to get around the truck. He was stopped at the truck, tried to fight him off, and then got shot. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, man, somebody hops out of a truck with a shotgun and starts walking towards me. If they haven't fired it yet, you goddamn right. I'm going to try to wrestle it out of their hands. I'm not dying today. <laughs> yeah, I'd also, I'd also like to see uh, if this evaluates. Uh, <laughs> why is lethal force the only force people know how to do? Honestly. Like, I was wondering, you know, you always see. Why can't we take inspiration from TV and movies where any sort of law enforcement or anybody who's of that kind of status is just a master of a master tactician in any form of fighting or mm. weapons or whatever? It's like, man, what's up with these bozos who only know, to sh- know how to shoot a gun? Why can't you get someone who has like three black belts and like t- multiple areas of martial arts who can just detain somebody? Because that requires discipline and effort and all of those yahoos with the guns running around like they can't take my guns. They're lazy pieces of shit. Yeah. America, the place where people are willing to die for their right to kill. I have always and will always say that guns are the tool of a coward. It's just like you you can have it for your hobbies and stuff and be fine. You want to hunt with it. That's cool. But when it comes to an altercation with another individual using a gun, that's a coward's way, man. I would, I would say that's not worth handling like wars and stuff. Just drop it. Drop all the soldiers off with no weapons. Just have a mm-hmm. fist fight. It'd be you, amazing. You see how fucking quick they'd be like, nah, I'm not about this. I don't I don't want to fight for this. <laughs> or we could just do like, you know, we'll just do we'll all oh, the world martial arts tournament every mm-hmm. so often to, to decide who's awesome. We have a dispute. All right, let's see who wins. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's just the way that I see it. It's like a quick is just, a gun is just quick. It's done and over with. There's no effort in it. You know, like if you're gonna fist fight somebody over something, you have to you're dedicating an amount of time to to like subdue someone and a whole shitload of effort. You know how much energy it takes to wrestle somebody for like two minutes? A lot, <laughs> right? Yeah, I just I just hope that people's perspective can find a way to change people's perspective on how they view things. Like, you know, or or was it a when people telling telling the gay community is like, oh, well, we don't want to hear you complain when they cancel Pride, and they're like, already fucking happened. <laughs> it's like we're <laughs> cool with it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I didn't understand that. We don't want to hear your bullshit when they cancel your thing. It's like so that's that's how you're you're approaching this. It's not about like us as a whole, as humans, as a, as a as a as a whole ass country. It's about you being a petulant fucking child and being, "Oh, well, I can't have so they can't have." The fuck is that? Also, I like how you the gay the, community- you have the logic of a 2-year-old. <laughs> I love how the gay community is like, "We dealt with AIDS and you see how the government handled that. We're definitely going to take this seriously." Mm-hmm. There there's a really funny thing that I had found uh <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's see if I can find it real quick. It was a, uh, oh yeah, it was a uh, Tommy Laren posted on Twitter to the pro eternal shutdown cheerleaders. When your favorite government pals start canceling pride parades, we better not hear a peep out of you. Someone responded, responded with, I was one of the announcers for the NYC pride parade. And when it was canceled, we said, okay, and dealt with it like fucking grownups because we care about our community. Sorry, you can't go to your gun gender reveal or whatever it is you're upset about. <laughs> gun gender reveal. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this is this is my this is my new Glock 40. It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why it's pink. <laughs> um and then d- it comes d- to people. D- that's d- bullshit. <laughs> you get pink's not associated with a specific gender. Like <laughs> It's oh uh, yeah, it's it's funny on both sides. <laughs> so much confusion there. It's still a weapon. Uh, just just to be clear, we're not we're, we're not bashing all gun owners. Some of you are cool. No, nah, I mean I already said it. Like the the hobbyist people who like go to gun ranges or just hunt and shit. That's fine. It's, it's, I literally who, people who literally kill people. Yeah, that's that's the people I have a problem with. It's like I have an ultra. I I have I'm I'm having a disagreement with this individual. I'm going to brandish a weapon. Why? <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I'll shoot you. Okay, pussy. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 oh, man. We live in a wild time. Yeah, it also makes you... <laughs> It's amazing to see the amount of privilege. The fact that people are complaining about not being able to have luxuries during this time mm-hmm. is just amazing. It's like, yo, let's reevaluate and break things down to the basics. You know, so are you in good health? That should be fine. Mm. Yep, that should be what matters. I don't know, maybe all the Karens are mad they can't get their dumb haircut anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Their <laughs> the dumb haircuts are growing out into like full heads of hair, and they're like, ah, uh, they can't process it. <laughs> they don't have their power <laughs> of of complaining to a manager anymore. My, 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 I want to speak to the manager of the coronavirus. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> um, yeah, I think this you know this world's gonna change. Hopefully it's it's definitely, I mean, it's changing right now. I mean, we're in it. You know, we definitely had a change in just overall everything. What? Okay. So what I'm waiting for and I'm expecting because like a lot of people I'm hearing this from, they're, they're speaking with a little bit of like disdain, but 
the people who are like, all right, I'm an essential worker and like I'm working in all this and that's and they get upset that there's unemployed people who are making more than them. And there's going to be a change in their perspective when those unemployed people can't find jobs afterwards, you know, because of the whole the 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 fierce competition because all these people are coming back to a, a limited amount of work. Um I, there's going to be a change in perspective insofar as they're going to be like, well, my lens should have been here the whole time. It's not that people are getting paid more than you to to stay at home. It's that you're being paid too little to do your job. You know, that's 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 something I've been hearing from a lot of people, you know, is, is all that like contempt. They're like, well, why am I working when this person's at home making twice as much as me? That that statement should be. Why is this per- why is this company paying me less than what I'm worth if another person can be out at home and make as much? Yeah, I'm waiting for that change to happen, you know, because I, I mean, that was, you know, it's like I got I'm on both sides. Mm. I was I was home from work and then brought back to work. And it was like I lost mm. a lot of time and money right. doing that. And it's like, OK, it's like but at the end, it's like. I have a job to go back to. Right. When those, yeah. If those people don't have a job to go back to, some people are getting fired. I also haven't heard you complain <clears throat> not once, you know, like, oh, why am I working when so-and-so is at home making all this money? That is, I've never heard that from you. I already I already made the money. I know I'm not going to mm. complain. I got, I got some of it, so I'm not going to complain. More power to all of you. Just be responsible with it. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. I mean, realistic, realistically, I think it's just people being upset that they're seeing people spending it foolishly. You know, the that's, you know, that's the only thing that bothers me, especially uh, especially it's like when you have a chance to put yourself in a position to do better and you're like, and also, no, well, I'm well, going to buy the new PS5. I'm going to pre-order it. Like, or, or it's like or it's like, you know, I, I hope no like families who are at home making all this money because like you got to think. Imagine like what was it, the family families mm-hmm. who got like a big stimulus check. If both parents are at home making the unemployment, I hope they're being responsible and setting a good example for their kids. Honestly, God, that's a lot. Of, if two two parents with two kids of working age all receiving unemployment, <laughs> they, just, they just became like an upper middle class family. <laughs> they basically became rich. <laughs> like if you got a couple, like let, let's say you have like an eighteen and a nineteen year old at home. Mm-hmm. If it's they, like you you all you all got twelve hundred and you're all collecting unemployment plus an extra six hundred dollars a week. If they're about it and they do it right, they could literally change their life with this. Yeah. Man, that's that's kind that of mind blowing. That doesn't make me upset. Why they got all that money flowing in that one house. That's not how I'm looking at this. How I'm looking at this is that person's gonna come out of this better for it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset when, you know, a, a charity fundraiser puts all this money into, you know, sending people to school. I chose not to go to college. You know, when people are like, oh, look at all these scholarships that people are getting and all these all these grants are like this foundation picks a handful of people and sends them to school for free. Like, I'm not jealous and I'm not holding that or I'm not speaking with disdain towards that. I'm not like, fuck that. Why should that be me? Or why shouldn't? Why isn't that me? You know, I'm not angry about it. It was like, that's good. That's good for those people. Oh, the the only thing I had uh, I was very against is um, the way uh, financial aid is handled in schools. Oh yeah, because making the basing on a parent's income, you're assuming every parent pays for college. Yeah, how much do how much do your parents make? My parents are across the country and they don't give a fuck about me. What do you mean? How much do they make? <laughs> it's like uh, how much do I make? That's what you should be looking at. Mm-hmm. 
well, you expect your parents to pay for it. No, no, that's an archaic notion. Yeah, like you, like, yo, like you said, I just that's you know, that's literally I that's <laughs> like that's how do I that's discriminatory. That's, yeah, there's there's there's, <laughs> there's entire classes of people where like that's a thing that happens. You know, the parents help pay for school, but for like the impoverished people, that does not happen. You do not come from a poor family where your parents are helping pay for your school. Your parents can't afford that. They're taking care of the family. You know, so yeah, that's. Well, it, it's kind of thing. It, it works both ways. It's, it's like, okay, this kid can go to school because his parents don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. My parents, you know, it, it's like it's like if I were to have parents who like make decent money, but they can't they can't just pay for me to go to school because it's expensive. It's like, oh, right. I, sh- I should be looked at like, oh, your parents make this money. They should be able to have right. no problem paying for you. Right. Really, it's okay on both ways, uh, on both sides. I've met numerous kids who milked <laughs> their financial aid money and did not use it for what they were supposed to. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, the moral of the story is everybody needs to start OnlyFans and sell their feet pics. Fucking goddamn right. I'm yeah, not buying actually- that shit. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a, I think it was at um, I think Internet Boyfriend did because he does his uh, help me help you get laid on Instagram stories mm-hmm. and gives people bad dating advice. I think that someone was asking, like, how do I get laid during the coronavirus? And he was like, this is now the time everybody should be starting an OnlyFans. And I don't remember if he said in this, but he brought it up in a podcast he was on with one of his friends. And he was like, he's like, capitalism is a fucked up system we're in. He's like, everybody needs to get an OnlyFans and accrue capital so we can eat the rich. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, imagine if we overthrew the 1% with OnlyFans. <laughs> He's like, it's 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 the system that we're in. So we got to recruit as much capital as we can and eat the rich. I was like, oh, my God, you may have found it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you found the solution. Only fans is the way we're going to take down the one percent. <laughs> only fans. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sell your feet. Uh, only sell fans your feet becomes picks. only workers. And then- <laughs> only workers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all for it. Content creation is an amazing thing because it's a low to no cost startup. For most of it, like the podcast didn't cost us, hasn't cost us much so far, mm-hmm. and we're and we're making money off of it. Oh, shout out to John Wedge, our fan. He told me today he bought merch. Oh hell yeah! He bought a shirt, and guess what color he bought? Purple. Yes, yeah, I fucking <laughs> knew it. <laughs> I don't know how you knew that. You're just like, you know what? I want purple shirts. Dude, it's like everybody wanted purple. I don't. I don't know what it is, man. Sometimes, like, I just, I, I'm just struck with like, with like omniscience temporarily. I'm just like. <laughs> This is what is necessary. It's like, it's like I receive an edict from on high. You no, know, I think it's, it's purple is a striking color that has doesn't really have any negativity placed with it. Purple is just fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it's the color of roads in Africa. I think. No, but no, but really, the the reason that I was like, man, people are gonna want purple is because purple is my grandmother's uh, favorite color. And I, you know, I, I imagine a lot of the ladies were probably like, "Ooh, purple, mm-hmm. yes." But yeah not gonna lie i kind of wanted i had ideas like should we do like a rainbow one for pride but not be capitalist about it and keep it available all year round oh definitely to actually like support and can like use it as like a fundraiser thing and then just but can t- keep it so we're not like oh haha we we like you guys for the month because mm-hmm. it ups our sales no but it was canceled i mean we could we could do that but like i don't even think i would d- expressly attribute it with pride so much as i would be like it's it's rainbow colored and you know fuck it yeah i would just make it available i can't i can't think of a better way to put it's, it it's just it's just the it's the fundraiser shirt we use that specifically oh colors represent everybody yeah 
Yeah, I think a good. Would, would it be like a straight, just like rainbow, just like blocks of colors, or would it be tie dye? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if people still wear tie dye, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the kids are wearing these days. Mm-hmm. I want to see the logo with uh, the the rainbow colors flowing through it. <laughs> that would be awesome. We're pretty good. I can get behind that. And 2020 is turning out to be the most interesting year I've ever experienced mm-hmm. in my life. It's like it's a, it, also all the celebrities that are dying. A bunch of people are dying. Yeah, I definitely was not expecting anything happening the way it is. You know, people are people are dying like flies. You know, I mean, we we had a lot of issues going into the year. You know, we all thought World War Three was around the corner. You know, Australia is right. on fire. <clears throat> and now we have. A, a, a damn pandemic and we're, we're losing all of the all of the, like the the, the film greats because they're all old now and they're super vulnerable but hey, at least we got twelve hundred dollars it's like the the ant-man meme where he's mm. explaining everything to 23 <laughs> hey we got 1200 bucks he's like nice <laughs> nice not bad no, i got 200 some, some of you guys are getting paid more than 1200 because of that nice cares act mm-hmm. i'm waiting to see that heroes act comes through because that's supposed to help everybody well, well it passed uh it passed the house now we got the, the senate yep <clears throat> and i don't know some of them are probably like Haha, not today mm-hmm. i mean I, last i heard it was going to be like universally voted against by like every republican so oh we'll see yeah that's how republicans are mm-hmm. that's one thing that i've always like I, I it's I've always been like that's a little fucked up, but I also like appreciate it. Is that <clears throat> they unify, <laughs> they do hardcore. Like, this like, is our candidate, and we're behind him one hundred percent. And it's like there's no variation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Democrats, they just never know what everybody, to do. So everybody's divided. trying to everybody on the Democratic side. Everybody's trying to push their their special resource. Everybody's like, I want Biden. I want this person. I want that person. Oh, I mean, nobody's nobody's. I mean, really, and they're like, just trying Biden to. Biden. Most of they're just trying to keep their donors happy. Mm-hmm. But it'd be how it is. Man, I wonder what a podcast is going to look like post-pandemic. Better than ever. That's the answer. Thrive. <laughs> it's thriving now. I just want people to go back to work so they'll listen to it. Mm. That's what I really want. I want you guys to work so you guys can listen to the podcast. I know you're not listening outside of work. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I wish people would listen outside of work. I, I can't. I, I listen to this podcast outside of work. <laughs> I don't think I don't remember the last. I think the last time I listened to an entire full episode was the Kit Kat episode. Mm-hmm. Just because that was like it I was like I, I have to listen to this all the way through. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh man, I just can't wait to get, get back to doing interviews. Yep, and guess I, I felt like something was sorely missing this entire time, but that was it. That was we don't it. have we didn't have people. guests because everything was thrown off, and it was like you know there's a question like oh what can we do what can't we do? It's like we haven't figured out a remote workflow yet, so. Once we figure that out, we'll be able to do a lot more for the third season because we got some. Not going to reveal names, but uh, we got some. <laughs> I got some uh, guests that aren't in the state of Michigan that I will very happy that will be on the show, and we'll hopefully expand our reach and hopefully we expose you guys to some cool people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just reaching out to people, and we've already we already got a I got kind of like a list of episodes that we think will be fun. Pod gets better every season. Like I thought, like first one was cool. This one, I was like, all right, this is really cool. But third season is going to be where it's at. I'm excited. We got a lot. We got a lot coming at you. You guys aren't going to be ready for it. You know, 
generally speaking, you know, as you follow any podcast grow from episode one and on, you know, there's there's like a clear sense of like progression. You know, they're just constantly getting better, whether it's just their ability to have a conversation or like their their audio quality improves in whatever respect they improve. And it's like obvious going into this. I wasn't expecting it to be as obvious as it is, you know. Like we had the first season and I was like, man, I just hope we get better. You know, in the second season, I was just, this is a two different shows. <laughs> <laughs> right. We got to think the, 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 the preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just, duh. I, I almost feel like it left a bad taste in my mouth. You know, <laughs> it's like, it almost insults you, mm-hmm. but to it your was core, necessary. you're like, man, why are we garbage right now? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you, you thrive against adversity though. So, you know, like hearing that and just being like, that sounds like shit. <laughs> push me to be better also it's like recording is just getting easier and easier like i don't even think about it i just i literally record it i have all the settings set up in a project template so it, it only take it takes me minutes to mix down just, i've got that down it's literally just like trying to make the artwork better and yeah so prediction this isn't for specifically the the end of the crisis this is just for our season three since we're talking about <laughs> or season future. three is obviously we're gonna break a thousand. We're gonna get there, um, but I think I hope we break a thousand before the next season. Oh yeah, that'd be nice because you know we have a few more. I think this is episode twenty. Well, that's kind of dependent on like the crisis being averted, you know, because we don't have as many people listening as we do because they're you know they're not in their workflow where they. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> I well okay, so maybe we break a thousand this season, but I think season three is where it starts to expand. Season three is where I, I I'm I'm vibing some some reach expansion. I'm 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 vibing people spreading. Well, that's it that's why that's why I'm that's why I'm trying to reach out to people. I'm trying to reach out to for yeah, interviews because yeah. if if it works out like I hope it's gonna work out, we're definitely gonna hit some serious numbers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to add some new merch too. Yeah. Gotta uh, get that summer we're going. I'm. I mean, I'm still. I'm still right there. I want. I'm gonna be head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> head to toe. Head prefer to toe. not to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All prefer not to say gear. I'm gonna get some uh, some PNTS jewelry put in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Get a P- get a PNTS chain. <laughs> mm-hmm. For the, for those that don't know, I have uh, two ear piercings and a pretty hefty septum ring, and I would replace all of them with PNTS rings and stuff in an instant. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you should get a <laughs> you should get an earring with a P on it. Your septum, you have the N and T on either side, and then get the S on the other ear. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that would be hilarious. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are your guys' predictions for post-pandemic? Hit us up, engage. You know, I've been, I've been. It's it's not a, a massive amount, but I've been liking when people, you know, they comment on the post. They're like, "Hey, so and so," and they engage with us. I love it, even if I don't have the time or the honestly the memory to respond to all of it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's generally only a few people. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll come up with some better ways. Uh, we're definitely trying to next season probably try to do some more interactive stuff mm-hmm. too. We'll we'll see what that. That's that's my that's my hope for the future is that this this stuff dies down to the point where we can go out and do interactive things. I just want to launch that one project that we can't talk about yet. Yep. (laughs) And it's driving me fucking crazy. (laughs) Uh, I hope that project partner's listening. (laughs) I miss you. (laughs) Can't see anybody. (laughs) 
Uh, well, all right. That's this week's episode, people. So, yeah, stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're about two months in. So, I mean, ho- hopefully everything's a bit better for you. It's, there's no surprises anymore. We've been, you know, we've been in this for a while. Yeah, some places longer. Yeah, uh, remember, get your feet picks going. Sell those. Make some money. I'll promote your OnlyFans. No <laughs> lie. <laughs> Greg will share all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace.